I would still find myself staring longingly into the refrigerator, looking for something. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit. My guest today is Renee Jones. She is a counselor. She's the author of the book, What's Really Eating You? Overcome the Triggers of Comfort Eating. And she is a TEDx speaker. Her TED Talk, Lose Weight and Keep It Off Emotional Eating, has gotten over half a million views A few things that I want you to listen for. First of all, the theme of Renee's work, heal your heart and you can do anything. Secondly, listen for the acronym H-A-N-G that she uses as a tool to help her clients. She's going to share that with us and it will become for you a tool that you can use in analyzing emotional eating. If that's a journey that you want to take, you're going to have an awesome tool to help you along the way. And then finally, in answer to the question, how do you deal with a persistent craving for a specific food? You'll get to listen to Renee coach me a little bit. So we're going to have a little bit of fun, but I hope that it sets a good example um, for you to do some of that digging as well. Here's my interview with Renee Jones. What I try to teach clients is, okay, it's not just for weight loss. What you're doing is learning what works for your body. So, for example, I was on a diet for 40 years. Hmm. Seriously. Started when I was 10 because my mother was trying to help me. Yeah. Bless her. And then it just, it, we, we weren't very good at it. So we'd go on a diet and we'd lose a little bit and then we'd get distracted or didn't want to do it anymore, whatever. And we'd go off the diet and we'd regain all the weight because we went back to the way we ate before. Right. So what I was on after I, I lost my weight on a low fat, low calorie diet, but I was tired, hungry, and cranky all the time. It was hard not to be cranky. God bless my poor sweet <laughs> husband. Right. <laughs> but then I thought, okay, there has to be more than this. It's got to be better. So I started doing some experimenting and I took a metabolic test to see what would actually work for me. And I learned from that what keeps me both satisfied as well as happy. And I found a balance so that I can maintain. I mean, I don't, I don't have to lose weight anymore. Mm. I mean, I might gain three or four pounds here and there, but that's normal for women, right? But if I, if it stays around for very long, then I think, okay, I've got some creep somewhere. Hmm. So I kind of go back to, okay, measure because 
my eye sometimes thinks I can eat more than I should. It's like, oh yeah, that's a portion. This is the portion. Get my eye retrained to that. And then I go back to eating without measuring and all that. But it, it helps you if you take the diet that works for you and then figure out how to make it work long-term because it's not just a quick fix. It has to be a change in your lifestyle or you will just go back to the mm. weight you were before. Yeah. Yeah. True. So I know, and, and a lot of your work focuses on emotional eating and I, that's probably the reason why a lot of times we go back to the way things were or how, how those things got in place in the first, you know, in the first place. Right. So when we use, when you use that term emotional eating, what, what does that mean for you? Like what, what's behind that, that phrase? Well, I did lots of diets. I took lots of appetite suppressants and I would still find myself staring longingly into the refrigerator, looking for something. Sometimes I called it cold comfort. Okay. It was just a way to meet whatever that need is. Yeah. The problem was it wasn't in the refrigerator nor the pantry. It is eating for any reason other than hunger. If you're hungry, great. In fact, I have an acronym that I use with my clients and it's emotionally, overcoming emotional eating isn't hard. We just have to get the hang of it. Yeah. Hang is the acronym. So H is, am I hungry? And if you are, then you either need to eat some more or you should have eaten more earlier or more mm -hmm. nutritious food earlier. Um, but if you're not hungry, then A, what is the attraction to food for you? Mm. And more importantly, the N, what do you really need? Because sometimes you just need to talk to somebody or you might need a hug. Or you might need to go play with the dog or stroke the cat or get on with some work. What is it that you truly need? And when you know that, then you can, G, go get it. Because that will soothe you more than food ever could. And it has wow. no wraparound guilt. I like it. Wow. Simple. Yeah. Easy to remember too, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's, that's a, it's such a nice progression. Starts with with hunger, right? All right, not that. Let's move on, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. Yeah. Um, what, when we think about emotional eating or eating for any reason other than hunger, what, in from your perspective, like, how do we get there? Like, what what's happening or what has happened that ends up getting someone kind of trapped in that, in that cycle? Well, Nate, it starts from birth. Because have you ever looked after a baby? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> when a baby cries, we put something in its mouth, whether it's the bottle or the breast or a pacifier. Mm -hmm. And it is a natural thing for your mouth to soothe you. Putting something okay. in our mouths actually does soothe us. And we go from the bottle to maybe a donut or candy as it gets older, or pizza, or your nails even, mm -hmm. right? We put something in our mouths to soothe us. And it works. That's the problem. It's like the dog barking at the postman or the UPS guy. Yeah. The dog barks, the person goes away. They don't know that they've delivered something. It's like, well, that worked. I'll do some more of that. Yeah. And we do get connected 
to certain foods because that's what happened for us. I mean, I know that I was very connected to peanut butter and peanut butter is a mm. wonderful food, except when you eat it in quantity because it's yeah. high in fat, high in calories, all of those sorts of things, which are not bad. It's just that if you eat too much of it, it's really going to tank your diet. So I worked out that the reason I loved peanut butter, because here's the exercise. What's the food? Who first gave it to you? And what was going on? I mean, Nick, can you think about mm. that? Is there a particular food that you've been uh, attached to in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it, yeah, it's it's been like pizza or, you know, quick probably processed carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember when you first were given pizza? I, yeah, I, I've kind of gone through that and I, it was like a Friday night kind of a thing for, for us growing up. Like my dad would work late and we loved him. It wasn't like we would celebrate that he was gone, but because we didn't sit down as a whole family on Friday night, we would go grocery shopping with my mom right after school. And then we'd come home and have like fun foods that we grabbed at the store that night that were kind of just quick and easy. And we could all just kind of watch TV and hang out and eat our, <laughs> eat our fun stuff. So yeah, that's for me, I think that's where it started. Yeah. And that's the connection you made to it. Maybe dad wasn't there, but it was still a lovely family moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Whereas for me, it was my grandmother. She's the only person I never wondered whether or not she loved me because mm. she was always supportive and loving and told me I was great. And I connect, we both love peanut butter. Okay. And we would do Reese's together. And once she was gone, there was a big, huge hole. Mm. And what I had to realize was she's not in the jar. You're not looking for the peanut butter. You're looking for that feeling of love and connection and support and encouragement yeah so the the trick is how do we find that love connection that fun whatever that thing is you're looking for how do we find that in something other than food hmm. wow i could we just kind of piggyback off that yeah. and do you mind if i ask what are some are there some exercises that you would do maybe with the client or to help them kind of figure out how they would get that without yeah, food. I, I just go through, Oh, how they would get the something. How they, the how they would feel that feeling or, or get that experience without the food. Right. Or, okay. Yes. Again, it's a series of questions that I go through yeah. with them. Usually off the top of my head, I have to, okay. because every person is different and what works for them is different. So I would say, when else have you felt that feeling? Did you feel it after doing a, a job well done? Mm -hmm. Did you get that feeling on a floaty in the pool? Did you get that feeling when you were out for a long walk with someone you cared about? Mm -hmm. And we just go through different options for different people and find, okay, this is, this, these are three or four ways I can still get that feeling, get that need met, because that's what it's about is getting that emotional need met. Mm -hmm without the calories yeah and wow. sometimes you know it's Nate, it's just not easy sometimes and yeah. sometimes we have to be adults about this and say okay i can't get that feeling met 
today. I can plan for it or I can choose to give it to myself. Hmm. How can I build this? How do I build my own encouragement to help me feel better in this moment? Maybe I can't reach whatever that is, but I can build myself up. Hmm. Wow. That's really powerful. And it, I, I feel like the, with a, that approach that we can turn the, what we kind of see as a negative of shame on me for emotionally eating <laughs> or what, however we feel into something super positive as we learn more about ourselves from, from analyzing the process. Do you think that's yeah. true? Yeah, absolutely. And a, I will say, don't ever shame yourself. Shame is a useless tactic. Mm. I mean, I was brought up in the day of parents shaming you. Shame on you. I can't believe you did that. It wasn't helpful, right? Creates all sort of self-esteem issues. Yeah. Guilt, that's okay. Because guilt says, I've done something wrong and I need to clean that up. Okay. Shame says, you are wrong. Mm. That's never true but we believe it's true. So if we can, A, extract that, we're doing so much better. Yeah. But recognizing, okay, I, I messed up. Okay. How are we going to do it differently next time? I, I remember when my husband and I were first married, I, I dropped a glass or something in the other. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I broke our pretty things. And he was like, was it an accident? I said, well, yeah. He said, let it go. It's just a thing. Yeah. And it was a different way to how I was raised. And I no longer have to shame myself for that. It was an accident, which is a much more balanced way to live. Right. Yeah. No, I, I can relate to that too, where I think being in a bigger family, if something like that happened, it was always like, how could you, you know, cause this inconvenience and you know and versus like it's it's okay We're, we'll we'll wipe up the milk <laughs> and granted there are times in in every family's lives when it's just really financially inconvenient yeah and but we carry these things with us and that's the hard part is that we don't know when to let them go because it's such a part of our subconscious mind by then that we continue to act out of it. And until we get into that and take the pieces out, that's why my business is called pack your own bag yeah. because I feel like our emotional bags get packed for us. And what I do with a lot of clients is just help them unpack the stuff they no longer need and pack for the journey they want to be on so they can pack their own bag for yeah. their life. Cool. I like that. That's awesome. Um, as you know, I can imagine for someone listening there, maybe this is the first time that they've really considered, you know, how kind of this like deep dive into food and, and emotions. What advice might you give to someone who's in that position of just maybe thinking about making some of these changes or working on this? for the first time like how, how might they best get started would you say well, I, 
I think, A, you have to decide this is what you really want. Because if you're not going to go for it, why start? You're just going to beat up on yourself later. So do you really want to lose the weight? Get your mind around what it's going to take. I mean, there, there are plenty of diets out there to try. Find the one that works for you, but stick with it. Don't give up after a week or two. Um, find what feels good to you, what keeps you satisfied, but still, allow, still allows you to lose the weight. Renee has kindly offered to provide you with a free gift, an exercise that she puts her clients through to help them stay on track. Um, I will link to that in the show notes as well as to some of her other work, the link to her book, as well as to her popular TED talk. So check those out. Please connect with her if a conversation around emotional eating would benefit you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I can't wait to talk with you again soon. And if I can do anything to support you in your journey to fitness from beginning within, please reach out to me, nate at beginwithin.fit. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.